Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and with us today is Linda Siam. She's with the Department of Family Services, but today we're talking about the Northern Virginia Senior Community Services Employment Program. She's going to talk about what the program offers to mature adults who are looking for work and also how the program recently pivoted to virtual services. I wonder why. But first, a little bit about Linda. She's a Fairfax native, born and raised. She earned a BA in psychology at GMU, followed this up with a master's in clinical mental health counseling from Marymount. Since graduating, she's been working in the field of career development. In her free time, Linda enjoys spending time outdoors, trying new restaurants, and weight training. Not sure how the uh, trying new restaurants is going during this pandemic, but Linda, <laughs> thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. You're still getting time to, to spend outdoors even during this pandemic? Um, absolutely. I, am. I do a lot of walking in the neighborhood. There's a lot of trails, and so i um, try to be out as much as I can when it's not raining. Well, we've had some doozies of some rainstorms lately, but I guess you can always say we need it. Mm -hmm. So you're with the Department of Family Services in Fairfax County, but we're here today to talk about the Northern Virginia Senior Community Services Employment Program. It's definitely a mouthful of a title, but what exactly is is the program? Can you kind of give us a little uh -huh. bit of uh, background or, or what it is we're talking about today? Sure, absolutely. And I agree with you. It is a mouthful. So after this point, I'll be referring to it as CSEP to make as it a little what? bit easier. CSEP okay. is the acronym for it to make it a little bit easier. So um, this, the Senior Community Service Employment Program is the nation's oldest program established to help mature workers, qualifying mature workers, prepare for employment outside of the program. Um, now, we operate the Northern Virginia region of the CSEP program, which covers all the way from Alexandria City through to Warren County. And um, so the purpose of this program is to assist the mature workers. Um, CSEP provides temporary community service training opportunities to older workers to prepare them for jobs outside of the program and to help, help them remain healthy and secure. And um, so, you know, what the purpose of it is, is basically to, for self-sufficiency, confidence, and security. And we, the program helps by different methods of training, um, providing uh, training opportunities, both at host site agencies and classroom training opportunities, while participants receive a stipend to attend the training and, and while they're job searching. Um, and so it helps for them to build and enhance their skills to, to move them along to be prepared for employment. All right. So I, I'm assuming there is a, an age requirement to, to yes. be involved in the program? Exactly. There is an age requirement. So there are the eligibility, there's an eligibility requirement for participants, and um, they must be 55 and above. And these are the requirements generally, 55 and above, unemployed at the time of eligibility enrollment, and um, able to meet the financial guidelines, which are no more than 125% of the poverty level. So... <sighs> Bottom bottom line, the the purpose is to get people back to work or find a, a different job. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of explain that a little bit. Sure. Yeah. So the purpose is to to help individuals prepare for employment and get back to work. A lot of times, um, the participants in the program have been unemployed for for quite some time or recently unemployed and. 
there's a gap in employment. So what we do at CSEP is we uh, connect them with community service agencies to do training at the agency. So basically, the training consists of um, whichever agency they're they're referred to. Will, it might be a front desk opportunity. It might be a food services opportunity. It might be uh, data entry. So it, it prepares them to build skills, employment, job skills. And so they're prepared to, once they're starting to apply for positions, they should be doing job search throughout the program. So it helps them build and enhance their skills to prepare for employment. And we provide all the other job readiness skills training so that they're prepared with their resumes, their interviews, and um, and at the workforce centers, we provide the job opportunity uh, opportunity listings for them. So we match, you know, we we match them to we were able to have them train at these facilities, at these nonprofit organizations um, or government facilities, um, and you know provide the other component to them, which is the assistance with the job search. So it sounds like it's predominantly for people that, uh, I think you said again, 55 and above, that may have been dealing with child care needs, those other kind of things, and now maybe the the kids are employed and off on their own or out of the house or in college somewhere, and they're, they're getting back into the workforce. But does that preclude others that maybe have lost a job and, and looking back to, to get into the program? Or, or again, is it just designed primarily for the population that has been out of work for a while? Well, you know, it, it's designed for anybody in this who meets the requirements who's unemployed. Um, unemployed due, you know, due to whatever reason unemployment has affected them. So it could be they've been out of work for a long time recently out of work or you know it, it could be it just really depends on the situation but the the requirements are 55 and above and unemployed and within you know within the financial requirements as long as an individual meets that they are eligible for the program whether they have you know some individuals come in with um, very experienced um, you know very ex- a, a resume that shows lots of experience um, or in some who have limited experience. So it really just, it's across the board. And we serve, we serve any individual who, who is, is looking to come into the program, learn while in the program and um, succeed and, and look for a job and, and eventually find a job um, and, and be successful in the program. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, uh, I don't know if I heard this and if, if you said it, I, I apologize, but is there mm-hmm. any, um, county residency requirement or since it's a a uh, regional or statewide type program is is that not a uh, criteria factor so because this is the northern virginia region grant that we offer i'm sorry we're in we're um operating the northern virginia region grant here so they it's not a specific fairfax county residency only fairfax county is one of the the counties that are covered in this area as long as they're within the counties that we serve. Now there's counties, cities and counties that we serve, like I said, Alexandria City, Arlington County, Clark, um, all the way down to Warren County. As long as they're, they have the residency in one of the counties that we serve, then they are eligible for the program. Gotcha, all right. Mm-hmm. I wanna talk about how COVID has impacted your program, but before we get there, I wanna kind of set it up by asking this question. Is there a 
uh, example of um, uh, you know someone that's been through your program pre-pandemic and kind of how that process went and you know mm-hmm. what the, what the training looked like and and then yeah. I'm going to segue to to COVID and how how maybe mm-hmm. perhaps it's changed. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as I mentioned before, the the way we we um, assist and work with participants in this program is um, so we provide participants with community service training opportunities. Which is, you know, which means that once they're they enroll in the program, we match them with a opportunity to train at a community service agency. It must be either a nonprofit or public government agency um, where their training is, and those are the requirements of the host site agencies. We call them host site agencies. So what we do is we, you know, we we do an, an IEP, uh, which is a individual employment plan. We develop that with them and discuss their goals and their interests and what skills they uh, already have uh, acquired and what they're comfortable with and what skills they are interested in learning and gaining. And so from that point, you know, we work with them on providing an opportunity that's going to help enhance their skills in, in the areas that they're that they're looking for. So if there's... Um, a opportunity at a senior center, for example, we'll match that person and find out if the senior center has the opportunity for a trainee to come in. So we, we walk them through the process. It's um, We work together with our host site agencies once we we find an, a trainee that's suitable for that area. We'll say, hey, you know, I have a referral for you. Please meet with them and, and you know, um, either conduct an interview. So what they do is they conduct an interview with the participants to see, um, you know, get a feel for, are they going to be a fit for this um, opportunity here? Where can I fit them in? So some host site agencies have several different areas where they can have a trainee come in and work with them on. Um, So we'll do that. And once there's an agreement where this is a great fit, we'll assign them. So I'll assign them to that host site agency and they start their training there. Where right now our training is, um, they're authorized to train for up to 25 hours per week. But, you know, pre-pandemic, uh, it just generates up to 20 hours per week. They would be at their site working with the supervisor specifically on the needs of that um, that particular assignment. So, um, for example, it may be um, someone who's at the front desk answering phones, directing customers and clients or data entry. And so the idea is that they learn a skill and then once they're, they they feel comfortable with that, they build on it and they learn something else and keep building on that skill until they're ready for employment. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, are the, the training hour requirements, are those uh, based on the uh, the program that's taking in the person or is that a, uh, a, a uh, set number of hours of training required by the Northern Virginia Senior Community Services Employment Program? So it's set by the program. Um, the hours are set, and the hours also must be within you know, Monday through Friday, no more than eight hours a day. Um, and so we will let the participants know that you're authorized to train this many hours per week, and the host site agency knows that as well. And so they work together on making their schedules so they can fit into those hours. Gotcha. All right. I'm assuming, and I always hate to assume because you know what happens, but uh, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that with the COVID-19 pandemic, there has been an increased need for your services, but Mm -hmm. that it's also affected how you're providing services. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's talk about the demand for services. Has it actually increased during during this time? 
Well, we we are receiving applications continuously throughout this time, so it has. Um, we you know we haven't seen the the numbers are are steadily we, we're receiving applications and inquiries um, because people are they're looking for other supportive services during this time. It's really halted anything that um, any plans that anyone may have had for employment or for other plans. So this is a great service, a, a great supportive service that's provided that's going to be able to bridge that gap right now. And um, we're, yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely receiving applications. We're enrolling and we are looking to assist as many potential participants in this program so that we can be able to, you know, have them learn new skills and be prepared for when it's, when, when they're able to go out there and get a job again. Well, since you mentioned, uh, you know, enrolling and taking applicants and that type of thing, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. uh, let you go ahead and, and mention how to do that now, and then we'll we'll follow up and, and see how the pandemic has affected your operations. Mm-hmm. But are there resources, website, telephone numbers, those mm-hmm. type of things to share? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I would start with saying if you have any questions, you can either call or email, and we'll talk to you about the enrollment process. But um, phone number to call is 703-827-3782 or contact by email is CSEP, which is S-C-S-E-P at vcwnorthern.com. And um, if you contact us either by phone or email, we'll, we'll walk you through the process. There's an enrollment process. There's a, a packet of information to fill out, and we'll do the eligibility from there. I got the phone number, 703-827-3782, but you got to repeat that email address oh, for me. Sure, no problem. It is S as in Sam, C, S, E, P, at vcwnorthern.com. All right, so I'll repeat it back. S, C, S, E, P, at at vcwnorthern.com. Mm-hmm. That's okay. correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Got it. So that's the Virginia Career Works uh, Northern website that you can find that more information. Gotcha. Um, on if you want to go to the website as well. All right. And we'll, of course, uh, um, on the uh, SoundCloud page where we have the podcast posted, we'll, of course, have the phone number, website, mm-hmm. and uh, email address that we'll put on there. But uh, you mentioned uh, steadily receiving applications, you know, for uh, for, uh, for assistance into the program, enrollment into the program. Uh, what about operational changes uh, mm-hmm. with the program because of COVID nineteen? Mm-hmm. Yes, there um, there have been um, yeah drastic operational tra- changes because right. of the situation, of course. Um, so since March, we initially uh, we advised that you know, participants stay home because we don't want anybody to. Uh, be at risk, of course. So from March until about June, we had a temporary sick leave opportunity or sick leave option for the participants because the host sites were closed. And um, we wanted to also ensure that they remained, you know, they were um, still active and they received a stipend during this time. So we didn't want the drastic change to completely come, you know, they did not have any income for them at all. Did you get, uh, I didn't mention before, sorry, that while training, individuals do receive a stipend of uh, seven twenty-five an hour, which is the minimum wage in Virginia um, at this time. So they receive a stipend for their training. So during that sick leave, they still continue to receive the stipend. Um, and so that was from March through through June, end of June. So during the operational changes, though, and during that time, we we offered 
virtual training opportunities for them to remain active and continue to learn, continue to build their skills while at home. While the, the host site agencies weren't available, we wanted to, you know, uh, at the office here, we wanted to be sure that we provided those opportunities. And, and they, you know, they, they really did uh, take advantage of those opportunities in, by taking the webinars and taking the trainings online. So with the uh, work sites not being open, did that mm-hmm. mean their, the training period was kind of extended? So extended, um, and you mean extended in which way? Well, the, the participant that was in the program mm-hmm. that uh, now, you know, in the height of the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, when businesses weren't open, they couldn't go mm-hmm. in. So sure. they're doing the virtual training options mm-hmm. and webinars that you provided. Did that mm-hmm. extend the training period that they were in? Or did once mm-hmm. they reached their certain number of hours, they, they mm-hmm. were done regardless of yeah. whether it was on site or, or not? Oh, no. Yeah, it did extend their training period at the end. So at the end of their training period, since it's um, it's time limited, it did extend the time of their training overall. Um, but during during that time, they were, you know, during the March through June time, they were still, um, we were still in constant communication with them, of course, um, to be sure that everything's still going well and that they're continuing to take advantage of the training opportunities. But starting July 1st, we went to virtual training completely. Now, the virtual training options, all of the classes that were previously offered before are now all online. So for those who still are not able to go to their sites, we wanted to, you know, there's sites that are still closed and some that still open. And participants who still, you know, are still at home and don't want to be out there um, putting themselves at risk, which is completely understandable. So we have an option for them to do virtual training at home. Um, which is taking online courses to either gain a credential, either for, for example, admin assistant or basic computer classes, Microsoft Office. So we have those training assignments or also other workshops, job readiness workshops. We've also sent a packet in the mail, job readiness packet that people can work on for their career development. And we're, we're communicating with them each week to be sure that they're you know, they're able to access their training, they're, they're continuing their training. And so they're um, training through, they access it through Zoom or WebEx. They're, they have a lot of options to do at home. Now, some did go back to their sites, which is, you know, some, there was about the handful of sites that opened back up and, and were interested in having their trainees if they felt um, comfortable enough to go back. And so we do have a handful of individuals who are back at their sites now that are training. So we have both options. We want to make sure that people feel safe in whatever decision that they make. So we, we were able to, you know, have these options with them to do the virtual training. Or if interested in your site is open, you can go back to your site. Um, but, you know, we, went, we had a couple of um, policies in place for that. Now, I think you've got an upcoming event in Alexandria. Is that an actual mm-hmm. in-person meet the employer event or is that a virtual? That's a virtual event. Uh, okay. It's a virtual meet the employer um, where their host Alexandra City is hosting us to discuss the program and discuss how you can enroll and, and for anybody who's interested in the program um, that is August 13th from 1 to it's at 1 p.m. 1 to 2 p.m. and um, there is a event right that um, if anybody's interested you can register through the event right um, or if you are interested in attending, you can send an email and I'll email you the Eventbrite information. So that uh, email address we'll give again at the end, mm-hmm. as well as the phone number and website uh, for the program and, and all mm-hmm. that kind of good stuff. 
couple of minutes left, I wanted to make sure we had an opportunity for you to, of course, uh, share us a, a success story or two, if uh, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you have. Is there mm-hmm. any in particular that come to mind you'd love to share? Mm-hmm, sure. I just want to say overall um, in the program, in, the participants in the program have a confidence boost. They really um, coming into the program, you know, they've been out of out of work, and, and once they're in here in, in training and working with us, their confidence is is completely boosted, and they feel ready and comfortable, and you know, on to go on to employment. And so that's across the board. But um, I just wanted to share, you know, a, a story. We had a um, individual who was out of work for quite some time, and um, came to the program there came to the program and you know had had some experience but it had been a really you know it had been a large gap due to some circumstances of, of not being employed came in and trained directly with with the grants and um it, you know and learned over time was in the program throughout the throughout the eligibility period that we had and just it enhanced this, his skills and kept building on them and once, you know, the his time was almost coming to a close in the program, he was offered a position directly with the grant. And so now he's he's working on the CSEP program directly with the grant. And so I would think that's a success story proved that, um, you know, he came in, had the goal, and was hired. It's great. And that's, that's what you want. It's exactly <laughs> what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it makes everybody's work uh, worthwhile and uh, Fruitful and productive makes you feel good and makes mm-hmm. the uh, person participating in the, in the program feel awesome as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, absolutely. Kudos all around and uh, thanks to everybody for, for doing that. Um, lots more I could ask you about, lots more about the program we could mm-hmm. talk about. But uh, I, I think the success story is a, is a good one to end on. But I do want to make sure that I give you another opportunity to uh, provide the telephone number, email address, uh, the way folks can can learn about the program and get more information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. So, um, yeah, please feel free to either call or email. Give us a call at 703-827-3782 or email at S-C-S-E-P, that's CSEP, at vcwnorthern.com. Um, you can also visit the website for more information at vcwnorthern.com. Under Job Seekers, you can find CSEP. All right, very good. Linda C.M. Uh, with the Family uh, Services Department with uh, operating Northern Virginia Senior Community Services Employment Program. Thanks so much for being on the Fairfax 50 Plus program and sharing this important information about this program for uh, uh, folks 55 and plus in, in Fairfax County, but also in the Northern Virginia region. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to talk about the program with you. Absolutely more than welcome. And again, as Linda said, 703-827-3782 is their phone number. The website vcwnorthern.com. Uh, you can also email sc, uh, yeah, scsep at vcw at northern.com and you can get more information and assistance either online by email or by phone. If you're also looking for other county adult services, recreation, community engagement opportunities, call 703-324-7948. The TTY number there, of course, is 711. Or go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. You'll find lots of good stuff on that webpage, as well as a link to the Fairfax 50 Plus Facebook page and a uh, link to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper. 
Thanks so much for joining us on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.